Super Bowl is here and there's a $6 million contest, so why not try and win some of that? I'd like to share everything that I found so far with you, beautiful people, so let's begin. And we start up top with the most expensive player, Jalen Hurts. Only $200 more than Patrick Mahomes, but in my opinion, he should be way more than that. He's a great play, projected for four more points than any other player on the slate, according to my DFS blueprint. And more specifically, I have him for 24 points and an 82% chance to be in the winning lineup, whether that is the captain or the flex spot, just in general, be in there. It's the highest in the slate. And in this game, the Eagles have a 25 and a half point team total. And in similar spots, Jalen Hurts around a 26 team total or higher. He averages 27.7 fantasy points and over 320 total yards. He's an absolute G and he is the best play on the slate to be in the winning lineup. And I've actually taken him over 238 yards. I have him in the 250s this week. So if you're watching this with a couple days until the Super Bowl, maybe even a week, yeah, go ahead and snag this. And why not pair him with the one next to him, Patrick Mahomes, a half a passing or a nice promotion prop. And speaking of Patrick Mahomes, of course, he's going to be appealing. I just like Jalen Hurts more. I think by the time two weeks pass, he'll be basically back to normal health. It was a high ankle sprain. It usually takes four to six weeks, around four weeks. So I think this will be fine for him. Now I have him being in the winning lineup 67% of the time, which is second highest in the slate. But notice the gap, 15% difference from Jalen Hurts. Now in the Super Bowl, Mahomes is actually an underdog. And in 15 games in his career as an underdog, he averages over 28 fantasy points, over 300 passing yards. And when you combine the passing with the rushing, 323 total yards. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm fine to go to both quarterbacks, but I prefer Hurts because yeah, they're both really expensive. Let's look at some of these other higher range options who are a little bit cheaper. Okay, so then we get to Travis Kelsey who has 21 playoff catches in two games, a couple of touchdowns. He's looking good. And now he's going to have a great matchup against the Eagles linebacking core led by Kaiser White who allow a 74% catch rate to the tight end position. And here's why this matters. During the regular season, Travis Kelsey ranked first amongst all tight ends with 609 yards after the catch. An absolute monster after the catch and the Eagles are allowing catches to tight ends at a 74% clip on when they're targeted. And we touched on this with Mahomes, but as an underdog in his career with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey averages 18 and a half fantasy points at over 78 yards. So 18 and a half fantasy points would definitely get it done at this price tag. So I'm indeed a fan of Travis Kelsey. I actually prefer him to Patrick Mahomes, but again, I still prefer Jalen Hurts out of all the guys above $10,000. But then we get to this next range and there's only one guy in the $9,000 range and he's sort of in this unique price range in AJ Brown, who's going to find himself in a best matchup out of all the wide receivers against these cornerbacks of the Chiefs. He'll see Watson on the outside, a banged up Snead on the outside. He'll move into the slot and have a major size advantage over McDuffie. We're talking nearly 40 pounds. And this dude, AJ Brown, was quietly elite in the NFC Championship in a game where they blew him out, got to run a lot. He saw eight targets on just 24 total targets for the team. A 33% target share is as good as it gets heading into the Super Bowl. So I think that Brown is a great play. When we compare him to a Travis Kelsey, I lean Travis Kelsey slightly, but we can't ignore the fact that Brown is $1,400 cheaper and he's the only guy in the $9,000 range, making him a unique play. He's coming in lower owned right now. The next man up would be his teammate, and that is Devonta Smith, who comes in at $8,600. He is going to be interesting to me as the only guy in the $8,000 range, but I'll prefer his teammate, AJ Brown, because even though Devonta Smith is cheaper, Devonta Smith is coming in with higher ownership because of this at a similar projection. So when it's coming down to these massive slates, you need to get different somewhere and saving some ownership percentage points, guys who were lower owned. So when they actually hit, less people have them, but you have them. So you pass a lot more people, right? That's what we're talking about here. AJ Brown is lesser owned than Devonta Smith. That alone is the reason why I like him more. Now, this next range is really interesting. This running back range here of the starting running backs and the guys who will mainly be involved in the ground from Miles Sanders, Isaiah Pacheco, and Jarek McKinnon. We can start with Miles Sanders, who's coming off of a two-touchdown game. But if we look at this now, for four straight weeks, his snaps have been decreasing. And yes, there's been some blowouts. And yes, in week 18, the game didn't matter as much against the Giants in these playoff games, just 36 and 33% of the snaps because they've been absolutely dominating teams. But we must mention that Kenneth Gainwell, even when the 
game is close in these past four weeks in the first half right they're actually still playing competitive the other team can actually come back maybe it's been tied he's still seeing touches snaps volume targets so i'm actually not going to be as interested in miles sanders i'll definitely take devonta smith over him if i had to put a no on a player that we've talked about so far it would be miles sanders but i am conscious that some of you might be playing 10 to 20 lineups so i don't want you to think you shouldn't play any of him but i prefer these other guys around him including the chiefs running backs and we can start with isaiah pacheco who i think is the best running back play on the slate at 7200 dollars here's the running back snaps from the afc championship aka the most important game on the year for the chiefs pacheco played 39 snaps mckinnon 27 snaps ronald jones two snaps so 12 more snaps for the seventh round rookie rb who's more dynamic who's obviously a lot younger than jarek mckinnick this speaks volumes and even more interesting is that pacheco i mean his 13 and a half points were the third most on championship sunday so that's worth mentioning and now oh yeah by the way christian mccaffrey is not on this slate but he had six targets and he also had not only six targets but he had five receptions in this game 59 yards all these were basically season highs and career highs for the dude so that's encouraging as they head into the super bowl so if i indeed had to choose one it would be isaiah pacheco jarek mckinnon stays involved because look he's gonna play around 50 percent of the snaps in the chiefs offense and we know how much he's been dynamic just look at the end of the regular season especially for fantasy football in the passing attack but now we have to get to the best play on the overall slate and that best play on the slate is a 6400 dallas goddard he's far too cheap he's not enough owned as of right now he sits as the best leverage play on the slate and he's gonna draw a fine matchup in this one now last week you might look at it and say oh he only had 23 yards out well he had five catches in a game where they only completed 15 passes because they didn't have to throw on six targets you could expect goddard to have a nice matchup against willie gay jr and just in general the kansas city linebackers they have been good against tight ends but they have also allowed a 92 percent catch rate to tight ends over the past month of the season and that's an issue because goddard finished the year third amongst tight ends and yards after the catch but if we break it down to his yards after the catch per target right how efficient he was he was the most efficient tight end in this department in the nfl for that reason i've actually taken him over 45 and a half receiving yards you compare this up with his quarterback jalen hurts prop you can take the half of Mahomes specialty prop as well it's linked below on prizepicks.com where you can get a free bet up to 100 it's instant use that code sal22 in the link below that's sal22 to claim that free bet that thousands of others are using right now and pairing up with that patrick mahomes okay so now we get to a range where i would call these plays the money plays the guys who are going to actually win you a million dollars the mid-range to lower range that allow you to get the expensive guys who you know we're going to do decent at least most of them but which one of these guys will pop off starting with 6200 mvs who had a solid game last week look mvs puts up basically season high numbers everywhere he was the highest scoring player on the entire week including the quarterbacks last week for fantasy and dfs eight targets 116 yards because the chiefs were down three wide receivers actually four wide receivers in this game Nicole harman juju smith schuster Kadarius Tony all got hurt and Justin Watson was out for this week so because of this I believe MVS is significantly overowned for a guy who really only produced one week the entire year and that was last week when four dudes were out and now they have two weeks to heal so he's overpriced and overowned similar to Miles Sanders if there was another player that I would put a no on if you're just playing one lineup to cross him out it would be MVS right now I would rather go to the guys who are going to be getting healthier starting with his wide receiver teammate $5,600 Juju Smith-Schuster who is a very fair price point and I understand he has not been producing as of late he also left the AFC championship with a knee injury as of right now it's not thought to be anything serious obviously we'll update this as it goes if it's looking like he's going to miss well then yeah mva takes a slight bump up and obviously don't play juju but juju amongst the kansas city wide receivers is going to have the best matchup and it's not going to be that great this eagle secondary is good their pass rush makes you throw the ball quick but those quick passes can lead to the slot where juju is and he'll have the most advantageous matchup against avante maddox of the eagles in the slot i find juju to be fairly priced for his role so i think he's in play 
right now this next guy kenneth gainwell is somebody that we've been taking his overs basically weekly on rushing yards the past month because we've noticed this trend but does that continue this week because gainwell snaps have been increasing for the past four games in the postseason he's played 38 percent and 40 percent and last week he led the team with 16 opportunities 14 coming on the ground more than miles sanders and he was more than involved in the first half breaking off a huge 17 yard run but the issue now is everywhere he's priced for it the market has caught up he's five thousand dollars on DraftKings for a guy who in a closer game not a blowout likely sees six to eight touches and that's not that great and now his player prop is at 21 and a half rushing yards last week if you remember we took it at over nine and a half I said go ahead and take it at 10 and 11 and a half he easily smashed that but at 21 and a half this is a little bit high I actually would lean the under on Kenneth Gamewell I have him projected for 16 and a half rushing yards this week and because of where his price point stands I'm not all that interested now next up we have a cheap McCall Harmon at $4,800 now he returned in the AFC championship but he quickly left because he injured his pelvis in this one he'll have two weeks to return We'll see if he's going to be ready, but he's been banged up all week. He was likely going to be limited in this game because of battling injury for the past month or two. Now you're adding on another injury with just two weeks to recover. I don't think he'll be a full go, but he was playing a decent amount of snaps. He was playing about 50% of the snaps before he left with injury. I expect for that to be around his role, maybe 40% of the snaps in the Super Bowl with all other guys coming back. And if that's the case, you could probably expect around 15 routes, maybe three targets. We'll keep him in play because he's cheaper, and on three targets, he could find something deep with Mahomes. How about Kadarius Tony? Another player here on this Chiefs team $4,400 who was injured he left with an ankle injury and this is something that might be a little bit more significant for a wide receiver if it's anything serious it will limit wide receivers unlike a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who doesn't have to be as mobile doesn't have to cut as much and put as much impact and pressure on his ankle if it is a mid to high ankle sprain yeah he's going to be limited even a low ankle sprain probably healed just in time for the Super Bowl so we know we're probably not going to get 100% Tony but I mean he's been great a 29% target rate is top 10 in the NFL how much he's targeted per route and then you look at this though the routes run really aren't there even when he was seeing those seven targets in the divisional round he only ran 11 routes right and now guys are going to get healthier now he might be injured I'm expecting Tony to probably see at most 15 routes probably closer to 10 and more times than not it's going to lead to three to four short area targets so as of this recording Tony will be a maybe but it's only because we don't know the other injuries if he ends up playing out there and seeing 20 routes well then he's a great play but odds are he's going to be banged up I would actually much prefer believe it or not both of the kickers and if I had to choose one it would be Jake Elliott because he has more of a leg on him these days uh, just hitting a lot more 50 yarders than uh, the veteran in Harrison Buckner next up we get to the rookie who's below $4,000 on this slate and we saw him play last week and he saw seven targets because there was nobody else out there other than MVS right in the wide receiver core he was the number two receiver out there for a rookie who hasn't been good he's been struggling to separate downfield you can kind of see that by three catches for 13 yards basically he needs like 10 targets these days just to hit a decent amount of yardage and catches because he's not getting separation downfield and that's a bad rest to be because now he faces the Eagles who have the number two secondary in the entire NFL and based on how we saw them play last week against the 49ers and of course there was injuries to the quarterback position but these dudes look absolutely elite so far in the postseason so Sky Moore is going to be a no for me unless all those other guys miss so we'll just leave him on here as a maybe I want both of these defenses as well they both stand out to me as great options if I had to choose one I'd choose the Eagles defense here uh, more turnover potential because of their pass rush in my opinion but two solid pass rushes especially with Frank Clark coming on in the AFC championship championship a sack and a half we saw the two sacks uh, his first two career sacks from Chris Jones so if I had to choose one I'll take the Eagles but both are strongly in play now let's cover the last running back who's meaningful in this game and that's $3,000 flat Boston Scott after this nobody is above $2,000 now Boston Scott has seen six carries in back-to-back -back games and has actually seen decent amount of snaps the past month but a lot of this has to do with the blowout like Kenneth Gamble is at least seeing first half touches and a good amount of them Boston Scott's basically seeing like maybe one first half touch if that it's mostly coming in this blowout run I'm expecting 
expecting two or three carries for Boston Scott in this game. It's not enough for me to get anywhere near him, so I don't want him. How about $2,000 Justin Watson, assuming he returns uh, in two weeks after missing the AFC Championship? Well, Watson's usage was already decreasing with Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore seeing more work, so if any of these wide receivers, if most of them are back, I expect Watson to kind of take a back seat, maybe run eight to 10 routes, maybe see a target. I'm not interested. A player I am very much so interested in is $1,400 Quez Watkins, who is the best play by far below the $3,000 price tag, below the defenses and kickers, because Quez Watkins, to me, is a player that actually can get it so you can afford some of these expensive guys and have some upside. You see, Quez has been running 21 routes so far per game, but when the game is supposed to be close, which it hasn't been the past couple of weeks, he runs 53% more routes and runs 27 to 30 routes per game. And if that's the case, he starts to average three or four targets and over 20 receiving yards per game. So if you just get like five points out of Quez Watkins down here with the upside for a little bit more, if he finds the end zone, that might be enough. And his player prop is set at just 14 and a half yards. I haven't projected around 20 this week. So I ended up taking the over on him. Now I mentioned he's the best play below 3000 because there's really not much else down here. There's Noah Gray who look, he played 64% of the snaps because all the receivers were hurt in the AFC championship. He'll probably play 50% of the snaps, see one to three routes. He has four red zone targets on the year. So I guess he somewhat stays in play because of that. Zach Pascal is not interesting. Expect maybe five to six routes run in this game. Maybe you can get seven and a target at most. And then you just get a lot of backup tight ends and Jack Stoll and Blake Bell. I think these guys probably go out there and they run six to eight routes. It's not interesting. Blake Bell might not run any as a primary pass blocker. Didn't run a route in the AFC championship. Ronald Jones saw just two snaps in the AFC championship. I don't think he's in play. Britton Covey is basically a special teams returner. And Marcus Kemp is literally the wide receiver seven on this team and only saw snaps of which he was not good at getting separation on because they had no guys left. So the only guys I really want below this range, below $3,000, you can consider Quez Watkins and Noah Gray. I guess we can consider Justin Watson, assuming guys like Kadarius, Tony, and McCole Hardman are out, then yeah, he'll probably run 15 routes and there's a chance for a deep shot for him. Now be sure to take advantage of that Patrick Mahomes a half a passing yard because it's a free bet. So go ahead and use that promo code. You can use the link in the description for a free bet up to $100, code SAL22. And you beautiful people, it's been a great season. We'll have another video to finalize some of these thoughts. But after that, I'll see you all for some XFL and continued coverage of the NBA.